Hello from the lonely moisture farms of Tatooine. You've joined us on Owen and Baru's Barbecue Podcast. How's it going, everybody? My name is Chris in Boston, and I'm joined here with Matt Eikoff and Nicholas Dunn. Welcome to Owen and Baru's Barbecue. Yeah. <laughs> Can you hear the sizzle? Something's cooking. Uh, my name's Matt. I'm, I'm gl- glad to be a bar- part of this podcast. It was uh, something that uh, the three of us had been talking about Star Wars and doing a podcast for a while. Uh, I podcast with the three stupid guys. I've podcast about sports, The Walking Dead. I'm so happy to be talking about something that I love even more than that because. Uh, by and far, I've been a Star Wars fan since 1977, and I was a baby. So, yeah. Um, hey, everybody. Uh, my name's Nick. Uh, we're here. All three of us are with the Jay and Jack Network, which has been in a podcasting family for over a decade now, which is crazy. Uh, we each have our own podcast on that network. Uh, as Matt just said, he's with the. Uh, Walking Dead and, and Sports Talk with Three Stupid Guys. Um, I'm with the Game of Thrones podcast and also on the Married Men podcast. And we always noticed that there was a reoccurring theme when each of us would lap over each other's podcasts that we always managed to talk about Star Wars. And so we just thought we would put together this quick little, uh, whenever we feel like it, podcast about Star Wars, whatever's happening in the universe, some new book that's come out, and just let our geekdom flow for the love of Star Wars, which has been a part of our lives since all three of us have been alive. Yeah, so, man, I, I love right. it, man. So again, I'm, I'm Chris in Boston, and I'm, I'm also part of, uh, as are the other two gentlemen on the show, part of the Jay and Jack Network. Uh, in the past, I've, I've been a co-host on the Media Junkyard, and most recently with, uh, with Nick, uh, and actually Matt last week on the Married Man podcast, uh, with Jay and Jack. And, uh, yeah, you, you, you nailed You hit the net right in the head, Nick. I think that every time that we get together, we just somehow gravitate to talking somehow about star Wars. And Matt, you had a fantastic idea a couple of months back and you're saying, you know, we should get together and put together this, like a, a star Wars podcast. So after months of deliberation and names being thrown back and forth. I'm yes. trying to figure out what the hell are we going to call this show? Um, Owen's Bar- Owen and Baru's barbecue was born. So um, we've been talking uh, for the last couple of months about, Hey, how can we get this show off running successfully? And it, it was, it was not a hard decision to make that said, Hey, you know what? We're ready to do this whenever, but when that new trailer drops, I think it'd be a great time to launch the show. So um, it was a perfect, perfect moment. And to give a little bit of backstory, it's, it's, you know, this is somewhat of our pilot episode, but we also had kind of what would be called a, a pre-podcast, you know, a prequel podcast. We did. Uh, where we, we uh, discussed Rogue One and we broke that down for all of the patrons on the, the Jay and Jack um, uh it was the patron's choice. Yeah, it was the patron's choice. And so we, we all appeared on that. And, and from that was, was born this podcast. And uh, we wanted to keep it short and sweet, kind of like a dinner in the, the desert. <laughs> uh, and eventually, you know, I'd love, I'd love to uh, break down maybe some of the food of Star Wars. And, uh, you know, each podcast might have a different theme. And, uh, you know, we're... we're Coming, we're each coming from different points of view, as far as our experience, our you know knowledge base of Star Wars. I 
I read every Star Wars comic that comes up across my table. I, I read the novels. I watch Rebels with my kids. Uh, I, I sometimes I live and breathe it too much, you know. <laughs> so yeah, it, it's funny you mention that too because you know I was talking to somebody about this show earlier today, and like, so what the hell? You what the hell is the show going to be about? You know, and I said, well. Yeah, I, I mentioned that same exact thing. So, so Matt, you I, let, let, let's go through the classification of Star Wars nerds on this show, right? Okay. So, <laughs> sure. I, I, I think it's an even battle between you and Nick. So, between seeing all the movies, reading all the books, watching all the shows, um, you guys are pretty high up there. Nick, would you agree with that? I, I think uh, Matt's probably got a little bit. A bit of an edge over me, but yeah, I, I've watched everything that's ever been on television on the screen. Uh, I've read a lot of the books and the comics, especially uh, avid toy collector of Star Wars. Uh, so yeah, like, and you, you can't help but gain knowledge about it when every little thing you just builds up in your brain. You're like, oh no, that you know, that's not right. It's this, you know, and <laughs> it, gets, it gets in your blood. And yeah. uh, uh, you know, I was uh, Chris. Where would where would you find yourself on that spectrum? So I'm, I would say that to most people, they'd see me like, and they see me as kind of as a closet Star Wars nerd, right? So, yes, I grew up with the movies. I love the movies. I've seen it, obviously, seen every single movie probably a hundred times. Um, I'm not much of a. Uh, I'm not very caught up in the literature, in the canon literature, non-canon literature of Star Wars, um, but I have caught a good percentage of the the cartoons of now so i watched a bit of clone wars i watched a bit of rebels i'm also huge into star wars video game stuff yeah. uh, oh. knowledge as I well too. Yeah. so when we talk going about back all the way to uh, let's say like super empire strikes back super return of the jedi and super nintendo going mm -hmm. even now um I actually go back even further than that so i played tie fighter and x-wing on my pc with that shitty <laughs> Um, X-Wing is still in my favorite Star Wars yeah, games of all time. So good. Um, and then even to today, like I'm I I played Battle, I played Battlefront. I'm looking forward to Battlefront 2. I've got Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes on my phone, which I play every single day. So I'm fairly engrossed in the whole uh geek culture of Star Wars and I'd, I'd say you're probably you probably cover that uh that gaming side where where yeah. I I've definitely had my sh my share of, of playing some of those games, but but uh you know, some of those slipped through my my fingers as far as you know. I really wanted to get Battlefront uh, when it was coming out, and I I really I almost sold uh, Yak Face. I have Yak Face. It's a uh, prized possession. My my vintage toy collection. I have every single one. That nice. is the level of my dedication. There you uh, go. And uh, recently, I got the the blue snaggletooth, which which completed it. Um, not, I'm, they're all loose. This isn't, you know, I'm not a perfectionist in that way. Um, but, uh, I held back. I was like, no, I just can't give up that yak face. I mean, that's, it's, it went up and it went up since I bought it. I bought it for a hundred and now it's up to 300 sometimes. Nice. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's like, uh, I just can't part with it. So, so battlefront has yet to, to cross my path. Ah, it's a ton so. of fun, man. A ton of fun. Um, 
so yeah, I think that we have uh, three hosts on this show that have a pretty extensive knowledge in various different directions of the Star Wars universe, and it should make for an enter- entertaining show. And you'll hear more about uh, the Jay and Jack group and how to become uh, a bigger part of that group towards the end of the show. We'll give a quick uh, introduction to that as well for any of those new listeners that are not familiar with the Jay and Jack network of shows. Um, but so what the hell are we going to talk about today, boys? We're talking about uh, the, the trailer, the uh, episode eight trailer, which dropped today during the middle of a Star Wars celebration in Orlando, and it was highly anticipated. And uh, it, the internet pretty much blew up within seconds of that thing dropping. Tons of <laughs> tons of fan theories, tons of you know analyzing every little shot for shot, every whispered word, every sound. That's what Star Wars geeks do, and we're here to hopefully. Uh, if you guys are just casual fans, we can explain to you what the trailer meant and the poster. The posters itself has like little Easter eggs in it as well. Oh man, that poster is beautiful. Yeah, it was. It was gorgeous. I love that that red with the contrast of that you know blue just lighting the the way and uh, all the callouts to the the original uh, A New Hope. Um, Nick, as you do with your Game of Thrones podcast, which other people can can check out if they're Game of Thrones fans, but. Uh, you're going to lead us with, with a, a breakdown, and maybe we can go beat by beat on this trailer. Yeah, I thought it was the best way to do it because um, there's a lot of things to talk about. That's what's great about trailers is that it's like a mini movie, you know, and you can literally just stop for half a second in one scene and be like, oh, what does this mean? But uh, so to get it started, <laughs> um, the first thing we see is Ray on the ground. Uh, with her hand, like, like she's jumped or leaped on something or fell really hard on the ground. And she has this worried look on her face. Um, I know what it means to me, but I kind of want to hear what you guys think of it first. Like, did you, uh, did you look at this scene? Uh, this little quick little tidbit. Um, I, what, what I liked about it was that it, it first started off like a star field and then yeah. it comes into focus. So I really liked that, you know, just like a star Wars movie, it starts off with a star field and then it comes into focus um, I kept thinking that she, she fell, you know, like she was levitating or practicing some type of Jedi training, or perhaps mm-hmm. she's running, you know, mm-hmm. or she's, she's trying to escape something, um, which brings to mind, well, and, and we can get to it towards the end of what that might, might lead us to believe. But, uh, uh, there's definitely an intensity and I like how it marries up with the force awakens where we first see Finn taking off that helmet that was like the first image that we got from the force awakens and that yeah. teaser didn't even think about that yeah but you're right yeah chris i'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead with my, my first um my first crazy theory about what 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 led up to that scene and i think what we're gonna see is that we know that first of all we know that she has been um training with uh with with luke on that remote island Right. It, it does seem when she stands up, she stands up and she's surrounded by water, almost like in a little bit of a cave on that island. Like my prediction is that, that what li- leads up to that scene is her training on the edge of that cliff with Luke. And she either falls off or is part of her training where she leaps off of that, that off of that ledge, kind of like that final, like, get, let's get you right into becoming a Jedi. And she lands and she had that, that moment where her hand is touching the ground. She's kind of sitting there realizing like, whoa like she was able to either stop herself or or whatever but like being hmm. able to land after that jump and then she as she's down there with her hand on the ground she kind of hits that moment of realization of like now she's kind of like linked into the whole force deal right so 
and then because that the following scene which i'm not gonna i'll, I'll let you nick you go towards that like the, you, you see that image of her hand on the ground and everything kind of mm-hmm. levitating around her mm-hmm. yeah both of those are really good ideas um the way that i saw it was it's similar to chris's but if you actually freeze frame the shot it looks like what's behind her is actually a cave opening mm-hmm. and so this is an ancient island of a Jedi temple. So it would make sense in training for them to have a, a, a spot of dark force energy. So I have a feeling this is like her wow. first attempt at the Jedi trials, like same as Luke did in empire. This right. is like her same version in empire where she goes in there and she gets scared of something. And so mm-hmm. she's probably running out or jumped out of the cave and fell hard. And this is where you move to the next scene, you know, of, of Luke kind of going breathe. You know, like that's, that's what you hear. Like, you know, she's freaking out. So you hear the voiceover of Luke breathe, you know, and it's, it's him trying to get her calm again, bring her back to her center. And what, what, a, uh, what a great shout out to the fans too. Right. You know, like you have all those people gather around and, and star Wars celebration and, and, and hear yeah. Luke saying, breathe guys. Yeah. <laughs> breathe. Or perhaps, breathe. perhaps it was also the conclusion of, seagulls stop it now version two <laughs> and maybe yoda was in there riding her like a backpack who knows i like that yeah. uh but yeah like so the next next scene that we see though is the is the voiceover you hear luke say breathe and then we see some glimpses of the island so we know that it's established they're on the island and then he says now reach out which i think this is where this is uh, what you're saying chris like you see her hand she's starting to rise up you know to get up from where she she's fallen and you see her using the force a little bit because all these little particles of rocks are starting to lift off the ground. Mm-hmm. And she's starting to believe herself. And then he's making her meditate. Next next voiceover from Luke, what do you see? And this is really a neat little, another quick flashes of three scenes that are really quickly. You see her say, well, actually, you don't hear her say anything. Like you, uh, you hear, you see Leia, uh, the back of Leia behind a, a, a war desk. Of we, think, we think it's Leia. We think it's Leia. I'm, I mean, it's, it's pretty much her all right uh you'd like to think so uh, uh well, it, oh, do we want to get to the whispers or i'll let That's you what, I'm, I'm getting it too, okay yeah. all right go ahead yeah so Sorry. i'm just the scene then what she says then the whispers so okay so you see uh ray says light and obviously light was leia because the the voiceover if you guys want to say it or not but uh you hear in the whispers you hear leia from episode four saying help me obi-wan you're my only hope yep Okay, the next flash we get is what I assumed was Darth Vader's helmet crushed. It's something black, I know that. And it was just like... Yes, I, I, I paused that scene several times and actually debated with my, my kids about this. <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah. They, 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 they kept thinking it was, you know, my son wanted to beat Kylo Ren's and I'm like, no, there's like this little curve right there. And that, you know, there was no curve on Kylo Ren's mask. Right. And it definitely looks like the eyepiece of, of Darth Vader. And you also hear that breathing you know, Darth Vader breathing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we, we hear Obi-Wan Kenobi's voice. Uh, uh, a whisper. Yep. Right. Yeah. You hear, well, you hear Ray say darkness. So obviously yes. we have light, we have light now with Leia darkness with Vader. And then Obi-Wan Kenobi's voice says he was seduced by the dark side of the force, which is another new hope. Uh, uh, yeah. Callback. Callback. Yeah. And then the last, the last uh, flash was, uh, something we hadn't seen before, nothing looked familiar. It looked to me like the roots of a tree, like the inside of a mm-hmm. tree trunk. Yeah. And yeah. with a stack of books 
all right there in the center of the trunk. Uh, and then you, and then you have another quick little flash of her opening the book and it's the old, uh, almost before star Wars, like the 1976, like original art of, uh, the lightsaber and it's a symbol of, She's looking at a Ralph McQuarrie book. Yeah, Ralph McQuarrie. Yeah, exactly. That's what she's looking at is a Ralph McQuarrie drawing. Yeah. Uh, See, this yeah. is where the nerd level of you two supersedes mine because I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Ralph McQuarrie was the original artist that was commissioned by George Lucas to bring George's visions to life. Uh, for So he was basically the major artist that... His his artwork still influences yeah. all of all of the, the designers you know, and they, they continually try to match or pull from, I mean, they'll, you know, there's like a scrap of, of, of a Ralph McQuarrie drawing. And it's like, all of a sudden that's a robot, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, he even influenced, uh, or at least was part of the inspiration for some of the design elements for K2 going into Rogue One. So, nice. yeah. um, yeah, we... this, there was a voice over here too, which was, was much harder to hear. And I, I definitely had to, to look, at the uh, the fans that uh, dissected this a little bit more online, did, did uh, I, I believe it's Yoda's voice? Is what it, uh, it I, is. I, Yoda's. Yes, um, it's Yoda's from Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. What What is the quote that you have? Uh, it surrounds us and binds us. Yes. Okay, that's what I had read too. Yeah. So, uh, so that's it's, it. It starts with this is the first glimpse of the theme um, of what I have a feeling what they're going with, and I'll I'll reveal it later what I think. But you obviously already have you have the dark, you have the light, mm-hmm. and then you have a unifier uh, yes. theme. And she says balance, and she says balance. Yeah. yeah. So like this is the first hint of I think what direction this movie is going in. Yeah. Uh, in this trailer. Um. So oh, and now, then, and then the last quote we have is Luke again voiceover because she says balance and then Luke mm-hmm. says it's so much bigger so oh, right. this is a hint as well I think that Luke in his time of solitude has really tapped into something else other than what he was trained by from Obi-Wan and Yoda that uh, being on this ancient Jedi temple mm-hmm. somehow I guess to these books or something he has learned a, a new version or at least a, a better philosophy to him of of the force. Yes. And uh, I love that it pans back there and you get that, that shot of, of Ray training with his lightsaber and he's just watching her. Yeah. Like I, I wasn't sure that was the thing I was like, cause you see it from a, a distance and you see someone with a lightsaber and I wasn't sure if it was Ray or Luke. Uh, you assume it's Ray uh, learning how to, to wield the lightsaber. But yeah, I was wondering what you guys thoughts were on that. I mean, I think left ambiguous for a reason, right? You know, you, I, I, it. I would, I would put my money on the fact that it's Ray, and like, if you look kind of like up to the right a little bit, I think Luke is just probably watching down from a from a from a distance and kind of, who knows? That's very reminiscent to potentially the training droid scene from uh, New Hope with Obi Wan, right? So hmm. when when they're sitting there and she's going through that training, I mean, who knows? Like, I, I don't know. I mean. No, that's. I, 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 I would think that, that maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe, perhaps that that could be even the scene that is right before she is on the ground with her hand on the floor. You know, you know, we don't, we don't know. Yeah. I mean, awesome. I, I I think that the cinematography of that island is just so awesome. Like, like I remember watching the end of um, of uh, episode seven. 
Force Awakens and just being like, oh man, this place is cool. It reminded me so much of, I believe it was shot in England, or I'm sorry, Ireland. Um, Scotland. Scotland, okay. Uh, but I've been to islands like that, and those islands are just so breathtaking. And just to see them kind of, you know, living and going throughout that training on that island is just, just awesome. Um, I'd like to just back up one sec- second here so that uh, uh, I could just get this in before we keep moving forward with this this trailer. But this the the tree roots that we were mentioning with the the book, mm-hmm. um, you know, I don't know if this is going to connect in at all. But there was a, a definite. Uh, so in the the comics that that came out, uh, there was the Shattered Empire. Uh, it's a four arc or four comic. Uh, comic that kind of takes place immediately after Return of the Jedi and um, fans like most of the stuff that we've gotten uh, that takes place right after Return of the Jedi at least of the new canon has been frustrating because we just get these little tiny slivers it's like they're just whittling off like here's a little bit of Leia here's a little bit of Han here's a little bit of Luke and you're not getting the full picture of what happened to all of these characters I think that's why a lot of people were upset with the aftermath series is that you were only getting glimpses of, of these these characters. Right. Although yeah. I'm I'm right in the middle of life debt right now and you get a lot more Han, which I enjoy. But uh to go back to Shattered Empire and that comic book, uh so spoilers for that if you ever want to read it. Um but at the end we see Luke retrieving this uh tree. Um he actually goes back to an Empire uh you know Imperial facility uh, that the emperor had these two force trees, uh, and he retrieves two, both of them, and he gives one to, at that point, who's Poe's mom, um, and Poe is raised around this force tree. So, uh, whether or not that means Poe has some type of force ability or not, or if it just make, means that he's a really good pilot, um, and I don't know if that if that this tree root even ties into that, but. Uh, it just it led me to to think about like okay what what's the significance of this force tree, so mm-hmm. just wanted to put that out there for people to kind of chew through mm. you know whether it's significant. No, it's, yeah, it's a great a great idea. I'm glad you brought it up because I didn't know that. So hey, this is actually a good point to to quickly plug. Uh, you know, for those people listening right now, if you have any thoughts about the trailer, or if you have anything you points that you want to bring up for us to mention on the show, um, you can do so by emailing us at the force is well done at gmail.com that is the force is well done with the sizzling sound in the background at gmail.com um and we'll do our best to kind of incorporate some of your thoughts and emails into the show okay so uh i guess moving on now i got now we're, we're treated to like a, a, a bunch of series look quick uh shots the first one is the res- uh, resistant ships on what looks like a desert planet battle coming up, and they're approaching a line of at-ats, and I'm really stoked to see at-ats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, at first, though, I thought this is like pod racing 2.0. Oh, I was like, <laughs> oh my God, no. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I remember looking at it going like, what the hell? Is like, why do they have these like weird things like sticking in the ground, like throwing up all this dirt? I was like, that doesn't make sense. I was like, what the hell is that? But like, it, it still, I was like, oh, that's, that's pretty cool. And then like, you see this is one guy just like crashing on the ground and leaping back up. I'm like, that guy's just a shitty pilot. Oh, well, <laughs> not sure if we're, <laughs> not sure if this is a radar podcast or not. Yeah, that's the <laughs> second time that word's been used. First time we, by me, so we'll go for okay. it. <laughs> we had never officially decided until now. So okay. <laughs> uh, we'll keep it as, as close to PG-13 as we can. Um, but anyway, 
<laughs> without getting com completely NC-17. We'll just say that much. We'll, we'll shoot for the middle. Um, yeah, I I liked, I liked love that shot. I love the red dust. And I like how it echoes, again, Force Awakens, that cool shot of all of those X-Wings coming in off the water. Right. We didn't know what that was about, but you know, you know, just the fact that we're getting atmospheric things from ships and uh, just that little bit of red dust, it's like, what is that about? I... I kind of had the feeling on watching it multiple times on uh, reading a couple fan theories. It's like, okay, maybe it's on purpose. Maybe they're, maybe they're actually kicking up this, this red dust on. Yeah. Like a smoke screen or something. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, interesting. exactly. So Very interesting. That's, that's a good thought. Yeah. Uh, and then like we get a really quick shot of Finn in a, in a pod, maybe a life pod or a skate yeah. pod. I didn't know what that was about. Um, yeah. Like my first, he, my first thought was like oh. going back to like uh, with Luke in like the, the water tank, right? Yeah. So, the, the, the Benka, the Benta or Benka or I forget. Bakta. Bunka tank. Yeah. Yeah. So right. I don't know. What do you guys think? I just thought it was weird uh, because it was, it's such a quick shot of just a guy laying there and you're like, okay. It, it, it like okay is he dead <laughs> I, got it. I didn't know is he is he is he is, is this just a shout out to the fact that he's going to be a mech for pacific rim 2 <laughs> like is this is this the the mech user face you know interface here or uh you know or is it just to let us know like he's still alive guys he's still here yeah he's still here <laughs> we had he to fit him in somehow <laughs> yeah yeah um so have we gotten to the part of the hangar yet that's where we're about to start. Oh, uh, fantastic. I want to talk about the hangar. Yeah. So, like, yeah, you, you see uh, the next after, – after it pans away from Finn, you, you get to Poe running with BB-8 uh, towards his, his black signature X-Wing, and, uh, and then it's quickly destroyed. And, and you're like, what? Like, you know, and uh, that's where it leaves you there. So what's your thoughts on that, Chris? Is that the end of the black X-Wing? Because that thing is awesome. <laughs> I, yeah. it, it can't be. And that, I hope that's like the last scene of the movie because his, his <laughs> X-Wing is awesome. Like, I, I can't imagine like Poe's signature shi uh, ship is going to be blown up. I, I read somewhere and I, I can't, I can't quite remember the source uh, about it, but it was a star Wars fact. I, you know, it, it, it had some, but you know, I, you know, facts, they're kind of <laughs> malleable these days but especially with current oh never mind oh yeah <laughs> but apparently that paint job is to scatter enemy fighters like there's something about that that paint job on Poe's x-wing is what i read is that it actually scatters enemy scanners so they can't actually get a lock or a read on his ship seems which, awesome which, by the way, if it works on one ship, why not paint them all that way? <laughs> why are you killing off all your pilots? Like Poe's just got the special gold star. Okay, like yeah. we just we just have just have like black leaders. That's all we need. Like you know, no no yeah. gold leader, no red leader, no blue leader, just black leader across the it, way. It's like that flex paint. It's it's really expensive. They could only afford enough to paint one. <laughs> it's, it's either that or it was uh, who's who's the infomercial guy, Billy. Uh, Oh, Zane or no? Billy, Billy, no, yeah, no, you know what I'm talking actor. about. Billy, yeah. Uh, um, Billy, whatever the guy who's no longer with us. That yeah. was like that uh, that that sealant that he he used. To yeah, the, fle the flex the flex paint. Is that what it's yeah, called? The flex paint. You're right. 
Billy Mays. Billy Mays here Billy for Mays. X-Wing Flex Paint. <laughs> yeah. It's like they, so they, he's, they, he died, and then his trademark uh, <laughs> recipe died with him, apparently. Exactly. So they could only afford it for one. So. But OxyClean's still alive and well. I know. Uh, this podcast brought to you by OxyClean. Flex <laughs> <laughs> Paint. Uh, yeah, uh, oh, wait, and then like, you see another quick shot of the TIE fighters being destroyed by the William Falcon as they're chasing it. And you wonder uh, who's, who's piloting it now, you know? Because uh, now that Han's gone, it's like, is it just Chewie in the cockpit? Who's flying it? Could it be Leia now? That'd be but, interesting. I think Ray just, just inherited it. You think yeah, she did? So. Okay. Interesting. Oh, that's right. She flew it to the island, yeah. Right. Hmm. I, I don't know. I mean, you'd think that after all of these years... Wait, did you say Leia like, or Ray? Ray. Oh, I think you guys said Leia. Or maybe I, well, I had said Leia. Like, did Leia, is Leia flying it? Then Matt uh, said uh, Raya. 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 Oh. <laughs> it's going uh, to be retrofitted so BB-8 can help co-pilot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I don't know. You just would think that Chewie would get to be the, the pilot for once. But, you know. but hey, we, we did see a lot of BB-8 in some of these scenes, too. So it looks like his character is alive and well, clearly. And... Um, I actually think there's a little more of an alignment between uh, going back to his old school uh, pilot with Poe, most likely. So yeah. I think he will be relegated to the black X-Wing. <laughs> so Millennium Falcon can't go wrong with that happening in the trailer. We we know that that's there. That was great to, right. to see it again. Um, not as much of the feels with this, this time with this trailer with the Falcon, but I loved seeing it. So yeah, who doesn't? Yeah, especially seeing that TIE fighter explode. And then all of a sudden the, the Millennium Falcon appears. It's like, yes. Okay. Okay. And then uh, we're, we're given two quick flashes, one of Ray and then one of Kylo Ren. And right. then uh, the last, we're getting to the last bits of it here where you have Luke, uh, another voiceover, say, I only know one truth. Mm-hmm. And, and then it's a quick flash to, which you have to really pause this to see it really well. But mm-hmm. it, it's, it's going back to when uh, the Knights of Ren destroyed, I assume it's what is Luke's Jedi Temple. Because yes. you can see, you can see the Jedi Temple there in flames, and you see R two standing right there next to him, mm-hmm. and that's where you see also from the original trailer for uh, the Force Awakens, when Luke puts his hand up on R two. Yeah, it's that almost the exact. It's the same scene. It's just a different angle. So you so, actually see what they were looking at now. Yeah, I, again, another callback to, to Force Awakens. So it's nice that the trilogy is kind of fleshing out now. Yeah, you know, it's like between these two movies, we're going to see a little bit more fleshed out, and maybe this is another vision, or maybe this is something you know to come back to what Nick, your speculation. Maybe this is something that she sees in the cave. It could be, yeah. Uh, another perspective of that to get a little bit more information about how it went down. Maybe that's actually a really good theory because uh, you know the flashbacks we saw in the Force Awakens is when she touched the lightsaber. It would totally mm-hmm. make sense now for her to be you know in her Jedi trial kind of thing. To where she's in the cave and her visions exactly are of the past once again, you know, because I'm sure that it's all tied together. It's all mm-hmm. one force, and she does see the destruction and maybe even a little bit of her parental her- heritage, or who knows? Yeah. Um, the next thing we see is a really quick scene of Captain Phasma and some stormtroopers coming in from a battle uh, or just walking towards some out of the smoke into some blaster fire. At least that's what it looked like to me. I, I read somewhere that, that somebody was placing that as though they're walking into the hangar bay that destroyed, or maybe it destroys the X-Wing. 
That makes total sense. Yeah. But Some they were pointing out the the very top corner of that frame, and this is what Star Wars Star Wars nerds like us do. Oh yeah. Uh, but if you look at that freeze frame, there's like a little corner of that, and it looks exactly like the the hangar bay curve. But you know, there's a lot of curves in, in Star Wars, so who knows? Can so, we can, can can we make uh, uh, up a term here for the black X wing? We just call it black swing or black swing. <laughs> like. I, I want to coin that phrase. So hashtag black swing is. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Is that, is that B L A X? Wait, 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 yeah. wait. So is it like the, was it the token black X wing that got destroyed? Like, why I see, is it I, 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 I did not say that. I'm calling it, I'm calling it the, uh, the char grilled black swing. Uh-huh. Okay. There you go. There you go. So it's only Nick from the South that would actually bring in. <laughs> what a jerk. No, it's just that's the way it, in every movie. That's the way it is. It's like, why yeah, you just go sit in the corner and wrap yourself up in your Confederate flag? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't don't throw that that type of shade on Rebel Alliance. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's 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 that's, that's Poe's next X wing. Yeah. Yeah. zeros on it. Yeah. So, <laughs> big bright orange. Somebody like, has to internet. Someone has to make an X-wing with a double zero on it and Nick piloting. <laughs> <laughs> the orange zero coming in. Yeah. <laughs> orange zero. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Not the orange leader. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. And then we're we're uh, the next thing we go to is a uh, is a space battle which looked pretty neat. They, oh these, yeah, look great. These rebel oh. ships or resistant ships looks kind of like the medical frigates from the original trilogy, but they were like more they were smaller just because they but they had that same bulky top with the with the small fin coming down beneath them. Yeah, I love that. I love that long fin coming down. You know, there's something about that and seeing it in space. It was really cool. And then clearly they're under attack, under siege. Um. And uh, from what I understand from the Star Wars Celebration panel that preceded the the trailer, uh, you know, the director had mentioned or alluded to the the idea that they they would be, I don't know, that things aren't all well for the 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 you know the alliance. I should yeah. Say. Well, I mean, that's when, like uh, when when we're seeing a, a battle with the resistance. I was like, wasn't the resistance pre- resistance pretty much all eliminated okay, at the end of? Sorry, not the, the alliance. Yeah, we know yeah. what you mean. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, it wasn't the resistance pretty much all eliminated. I mean, they destroyed what five planets at the end of the Force Awakens. So it's like, wow, I can't see much of the resistance being left unless more people popped up. The same way uh, the uh, the rebellion grew after A New Hope. Uh, I, so if we're, we're if we're keeping score here, you know, the uh, the resistance lost five planets, but uh, the First Order only lost one. See, and I think this. I think that you're on the right track for my theory. Once we get towards the end, and when it comes to keeping score, um, okay, which I think leads us into that final uh, whisper that we hear in the trailer. Yeah, this is that's what I'm getting to, and this is uh, this is really interesting. And I had an assumption, which I pretty much confirmed now, but it does lead other people to think. But like, so the last voiceover we hear is the finish of that sense from Luke. So the original, the first part of the sense is, "I only know one truth." It comes back after all these little quick scenes, and it says. It's time for the Jedi pause for effect <laughs> to end. And that's the end of the trailer. Hmm. Yeah. What a trailer. And he's in that cave, right? Yeah. I think he's exiting the cave uh, mm-hmm. as he's saying that. And so 
I think the trailer on first glance, or for someone who might not be as Star Wars geeky as us, they might assume, oh, shit, is Luke, like, I'm sorry, guys. I'm no, sorry. It's okay. It's fine. It's, uh, it is. Swear count two for Nick, one for me. I'm winning. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, sh- okay. Oh, shucks. <laughs> no, it's yeah, Luke. Luke, but I mean, I think people are, are are thinking Luke might have gone bad, or Luke might have turned to the dark side and now believes that the Jedi should be eliminated. That's not how yeah. I viewed it at all. But I think I right. did read that from some people thinking like, "Oh my God, Luke is evil now. Luke's you know, Luke's gone bad because you know at the end of Jedi, like you could see like you know Vader playing with his heartstrings, you know, and and you can see where Uncle Owen, may he rest in peace. Um, uh, <laughs> Was saying, was saying that you know that you know, he has too much. You know, well, well, actually, Uncle Bruce said he has too much of his father in him, and then you know, and then Uncle Owen says that's what I'm afraid of. And so there is definitely that theory that Luke might have gone to the dark side, but that's not how I saw it. I want to know how you guys saw it, though. All right, so here comes my crazy theory about how the Star Wars saga, as we know it, is going to finish. Um, okay, so. And I, I, I got this after watching the trailer about 17 times today. And I started th- I started thinking back about how the end of Force Awakens and this trailer kind of fit. So if we go back to the Force Awakens and we see that first encounter of Rey and Luke. Now, he looks, and I don't know if you guys agree with me on this, but he looks distraught to have her there, right? And... I didn't. I couldn't figure out why he would be so distraught to see a stunningly beautiful Ray uh, on this <laughs> island. Like you're, dude, you're by yourself. You're a dude on an island, and this hot chick who's literally a third your age just shows up. Like you should be stoked, first of all. Um, so, but that final line kind of spoke to you the story a little bit and kind of opened some my, my eyes to something. And he says that the, the one truth that he knows is that the Jedi's have to end. Now, knowing there has to be balance in the Force, knowing that there ha- that without balance, there is no Jedi, there is no Sith, there is no dark side, right? What if he was on that island because he knew he was one of the last Jedi and he was kind of waiting for all of this to level out? Because you go back to keeping score. If we go back to the original, not the original, holy smack me in the face for saying original but if you go back to the the first three episodes going back to the prequels there was a ton of jedi like that one scene there's hundreds of lightsabers flying everywhere and they all died and all these jedis were being eliminated but there always had to be a balance and with luke knowing that that with him being alive there always will be his counterpart and there always Mm. will be this other person Mm -hmm. right and I think that in his mind, he's probably on that island waiting for the dust to settle so he can he can end it all. And what I mean by end it all and that is if he's not alive and there's no other Jedi alive, there can be no dark side because there always has to be a balance. So hmm. he must have been super pissed when he saw Ray, someone who was full of the force that he just knew in her presence. She came in like he, she was part of, of part of all this. And he's like, oh, damn it. Like, yeah. <laughs> like there's another one. So 
I, I, I predict that the Star Wars saga is going to end and there's going to be no Jedi and there'll be mm. no dark side. And that was kind of his plan is that he knew that he had to let this whole thing kind of level out in, in almost with like a, a natural selection, get to the point where it's one versus one and it has to end. But now he's got this counterpart there. So he's a big fan of the NCAA bracket system. Yeah. Words. Exactly. So here's the other thing, too, is that I think that we're, we're what we didn't see in the trailer was who's the other dark side force. So we had clearly we have Kylo Ren. Right. So he's one of the one with the dark side, one of the force. And there's also the the the, the Snoke Snoke, which we didn't see in the, this particular trailer. But there has to be kind of like the end battle royale. And will we see that in this in this episode episode eight? I doubt it. Disney needs to make some <laughs> more movie money off of this movie, but that's what I feel like is the progression of the story is that they will have to eliminate each other, and that's the way Luke wants to have it happen. I think you're 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 in the right path, Nick. What's your theory on this? I'm, I'm I've been dying. Dang okay. Here. I was gonna let you go first, but okay. Oh, oh. Okay. But no, I'll I'll go if you want me to go. All right. No, no. I'll let you go. Okay. So, so we've already established from the trailer, like early on, that you see in in Ray's vision. You know, with I see the light, I see the darkness, I see balance. This is a this is the first clue. Um, and then you're you're right, Chris, in that uh, there needs to be balance, but I think it's going to be more of I think Luke and his time. So I think after Jedi, he started the, the Jedi training and he wanted to, like what Yoda told him, pass on what you've learned. And he sees that in his failure with, with Kylo Ren and the Knights of Ren, the destruction of the Jedi Temple, that it's not right. Um, because if one side is always in the light and one side is always in the darkness, it just perpetuates the cycle of Jedi versus Sith. There's never going to be balance. And I think in his time away on this island, which is an old Jedi temple, and it's like way before Yoda and all that. It's just like an ancient one. Right. That these books that the, you can clearly see in the books, it's a Ralph McQuarrie book. It's, it's, it predates Star Wars. Uh, it predates holocrons. Yeah, it predates holocrons. And midichlorians. I think it, it, it shows, it teaches Luke the original way of the Jedi. Um, and it, it, this has been hinted at in the comic book series Dawn of the Jedi, and it's also recently in Rebels with the the, uh, the Bindu uh, yeah, creature the yes. that that the Force is not one way or the other. You, there needs to be a natural balance within one person. You know, you ha- you can't just know one side; you have to know it all. And I think this is where Luke is, and I think that's what he is is saying. And this is what's going on: is that that way is flawed. The old way that's been was going on for thousands of years. And in order to really truly bring a balance from now on, anyone who wants to learn of the forest has to you know, know both sides, not just one. And huh. I think you're, I think you're right, Chris, in that Snoke slash Darth Plagueis, maybe. Um, and Luke might duel it out. They might not. I'm not sure, but like those two people will be eliminated even Kylo Ren might die, but in the end, I think it will just be Ray left standing, and she will be in the middle. And where I also came to this conclusion as well, which we'll get to, is the, is the poster. The poster is a really good indication of this, because if you, when you see the poster, there's a clear divide. You see Luke on the left, you see Kylo Ren on the right, 
and the, but they're both masked in red of the conflict of blood and loss. And I think that's what it's trying to show mm. is that that way is, is the old way. And then you see Ray at the bottom in the middle, in the gray area. And her right. lightsaber is not only blue, but it's red. It's blue at the base and then it goes red at the top. And I think right. this is what they're trying to emphasize is that mm. this is where we're going at the end game is that there won't be Jedi. There won't be Sith. They'll just be force users. Right. And that's where I'm seeing it going. And I'm going to go, I'm going to go yeah. ahead and call this now the episode for episode nine will be either one with the force or one in the force. Because hmm. I think that's, it's it has such a hidden a depth of like, it's one person, it's one in, you know, the force. I mean, that's just what I would, that's what I would title it if, if they're going the way I think it's going. Hmm. So there's a penny for your thoughts. <laughs> no, I like that. And, and to at least uh, kind of take, Take take the ball that you you set up there, uh, Nick, about uh, the gray area. I love that you mentioned Dawn of the Jedi. Uh, I, I actually really enjoy that book, and I think for people that are like canon, non-canon, you know, it's it's it takes place so far before anything that that takes place in the trilogies. It's 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 a really it's a really good book. Uh, I enjoyed it. Um, well, it's a book and a, and a series, you know. Uh... Because they had it, the, they had the book with the with the two siblings, and then they had the yes. uh, three or four part uh, graphic novel series. So it, yeah, I kind of felt like they were starting up another series. Uh, you know, like Dawn of the Jedi was like the first, and there probably would have been more books to come out after that. But um, you know, uh, you know, Lucas sold sold it, and I think it just kind of truncated that that uh, somewhat. You know, I mean, the graphics novels came out, and uh, I read those as well. But I did enjoy the book. Uh, it's it's nice because Rebels does such a great job of pulling in all of these little threads from the EU and and things that are from uh, that have been kind of set up in the past. I mean, it's like Rebels is this one big huge broom that just kind of sweeps it all in and, and says, "No, it's 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 still okay, guys. You can still hang out." Um, to to at least kind of tack on to that idea of where we're going with the forces, I I had that thought that yes, the Jedi must end, but I kept thinking that there are almost almost liberating everybody in a way, you know, um, mm -hmm. that other people can become force users, you know, like uh, if, if there's one way that uh, that this new trilogy could uh, uh, make everybody happy is, is somehow erase the idea that midi-chlorians make you special, <laughs> make you special right? Yeah, it did. It, ru it ruined it uh, for a lot of people because that's what people believed with, with Luke. It's like, oh, he was just some farm boy and he just was taught how to use the Force and yeah. awesome. Anyone can learn how to do it. And and then, yeah, midi-chlorians just kind of killed that dream of like, oh, you have to be special. Like, But I, I, I like that idea that, okay, well, maybe, maybe other people could be, you know, one with the Force or at least touch you know, touch the force. So um, I, I don't know if that's where they're headed with it. Nick, I, I really liked your ideas about that as, uh, as well. Um, and I do like that. It's a red herring. It's like, Oh, the Jedi must end, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, and that idea of the last Jedi, it's like, okay, like, you know, it, it almost kind of seals the deal that Luke is the last Jedi that maybe Ray won't be a Jedi. She will be something new. Yeah. She's, I'm saying. she's something new. That's why I'm saying that. That's what I think yeah. too. She's going to be, they, yeah. They've always dressed her in gray as well. Mm -hmm. they've, they've always kept her right in the middle with uh, the color of clothing and what have you. So, um, 
uh, the first time I, I saw the trailer, I was really stoked. I was really excited, and and yet I was I was just like, ah, can't we just see Luke light up the lightsaber one time? Right. So <laughs> I think ultimately there there's your trailer, right? So there we go. I mean, like ultimately, uh, you know, let's go through our thoughts, our our initial gut uh, feelings about the trailer. I'll I'll start us off. Like I watched the trailer and I was excited because it's the new Star Wars trailer. Um, and pro- perhaps because we know who these characters are and we kind of know the stories of how they've gotten to this place. I was less like, oh my God, the Star Wars trailer was amazing this time than I was for The Force Awakens. I think that's just mm-hmm. purely because it was uh, is a story we haven't seen yet. We had no idea of, of like a visualization of what was, what the, was going on. Um, so I'm not yet like over the moon for this trailer. Um, I, I loved it. I thought I thought I shouldn't say I love it. I, I, I thought it was great. Right. But there is a level of excitement that I had for the Force Awakens trailer that was not present for this one. And granted, this is the teaser trailer. So there's a lot more to come. Yeah. Uh, and and I, I will say that I cannot wait for what the next trailer is going to be. The official first trailer of this movie. I think we're going to be re- like much more will be revealed to us. And when that happens, I think I will be far and away over the moon for this movie um either way i'm excited for december 15th <laughs> uh i'll let nick go last um and just kind of because i really just can only second exactly what chris said that is almost verbatim what i felt i was like i was really excited i wasn't over the moon for it like you know but i felt like this trailer was a lot more plot based in that sense that it's like well we're getting these little puzzle pieces now yep you know and it felt more losty in and that yeah, aspect. I, say, I felt like it was next week on lost it really yeah. did yeah like, <laughs> so i was uh, waiting for what's his name to, to start speaking in the background by the uh, way Jack's dad. since by the way since we know that uh episode eight kind of takes place right after episode seven what what's that scroll gonna be you know previously on like <laughs> i feel like it's just gonna be that like it a you long know. time ago in a galaxy far, far away, 15 minutes after we last saw you. Right, yeah. Um, so, <laughs> anyway. That, yeah, I mean, but it could be something kind of like the same way it was for... I, that's my worst fear, is that this is going to be Empire Part 2, you know, because yeah. uh, mm-hmm. like how much, how Force Awakens borrowed from A New Hope, that this will be pretty much borrowing from Empire. And well, yeah, man, we did see what could potentially be the Battle of Hoth 2.0. Exactly, oh, and, yeah. and then the, you have the cave. That. You have the cave echoing because I, I was really hopeful that we wouldn't see a lot of Ray's training in this in this movie. I want to see from a Sith point of view. I would rather see Kylo Ren getting the shit beat out of him by <laughs> by Snoke. Sorry, for there's the third. No, it's fine. That's the trilogy. Uh, I would rather see. We we don't know a lot about the Sith really, at least on film or on the cartoons. And I would, I would really enjoy to see a Sith in training and see the betrayal and see how they manipulate each other to the point of the, all the rage comes out. And that's what I wanted to see. Yeah, you know what, Nick? I think to that point, though, to everything that you've mentioned about your uh, analysis of the movie poster analysis of, of the Force training for, for Rey, um, who's to say that that doesn't happen in this movie, right? I, that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm optimistic that it yeah. can happen. And, you know, and... Uh, I love an optimistic Nick. 
Yeah. <laughs> especially you know, especially quick, some of your feelings about The Force Awakens. I love seeing it, you so optimistic. It's I'm always optimistic before the bitterness kicks in. Because <laughs> <Okay. laughs> <laughs> uh, that's what I mean. Like, my, like, it's, you're asking what my first reaction to the, to the trailer was, is that, I mean, I'm a kid on Christmas Day. Anytime new Star Wars comes out, it doesn't matter if I liked it or hated it. Well, as you said, I see that Lucasfilm and Green come across. I'm just like, yeah, you know, like, uh, <laughs> but you know, exactly. That was that, and then immediately after it was over, the first time, I kind of was like, okay, there were shades of Empire in there. I mean, the the wariness already kicks in of like, please let this be good. Please let this be good because I mean. I mean, the, the prequels weren't that good. I mean, I did enjoy them, and I still like them. I still enjoy them, but they they were let down. And then with Force Awakens, when I go in wanting something that's a solid plot, something totally original, and I get basically a new hope, I'm like, oh, my God, like, you're you're killing me. You're killing me. And so I, that's what I mean. I just, I just want something that is really going to throw me for a loop. You want a fresh steak. You yeah, want, I do. You want your, your force well, you don't want it well done. You actually want it... Uh, you want a mid-rare. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Um, well, I, I, th- I feel like we could keep going with Star We Wars. could. Um, and my timer went off long ago. So, <laughs> so long ago. So, I guess to wrap up this podcast and, and leave the uh, audience wanting more, uh, you should uh, definitely email us, as Chris mentioned, the force is well done at gmail.com. Uh, let us know your feedback. We already had one emailer, right? Was it? We, uh, his name was, uh, yeah, we have got one from you, John, John Olson. And uh, we, we liked your email a lot. We have discussed this prior on Married Man podcast. And I think on, yeah, on the, on the uh, broadcast discussed this as well. We like this topic a lot, but we feel that this topic is an episode by itself. So when we decided to talk about this, we'll give you a shout out and say, this is from you. Yeah, thanks, John. And 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 as a kudos to John and his email, like I I believe that this show could take the direction of a listener too. So when you provide emails like John did, and and John's specific email, spoiler alert, um, he asked us to discuss episode order. And like these guys mentioned, that is a a topic that we could probably spend an entirety of an episode on. So look forward to that in the future. But please send us your emails, help fuel this conversation because you know I, I think that for the very reason that we came together to do this podcast is because of all the, all the discussions that we as a group have had on our respective shows. And I think that, you know, we could fuel this show by your feedback and your suggestions on things that we could talk about. Uh, and again, that email is the force is well done at gmail.com. Um, also please head over to the Jay and Jack Facebook group. Um, that is the, the group in which, um, all of the Jay and Jack network shows are on. So you think about, uh, we talk about Owen and Baru's barbecue podcast. We've got the married man show, the broadcast walking dead, um, sports talk, uh, for now, uh, <laughs> uh, a number of other yeah. shows survivor podcast. Yes, that's a big it. one. Mm-hmm. And for those who are interested, I mean, dancing with the stars podcast, there's a ton of I, content I over there. Yeah. I don't know if that was long for, well, we'll see. We'll see. Hey, anyway, you should go hey, over to the can... Facebook group and check it out and see if it's still yeah, here, right? Or or jandjack.com. You just go to jandjack.com. There is a link to the Amazon, uh, which also helps out uh, all of the podcasters, including us. Uh, there's also a link for the Patreon page. You can support uh, Jay and Jack and all the podcasters, including us. Uh, we're part of that network for a reason. That's why we're doing the shout out. Yeah. Um, and this is a free podcast, guys. So there's no pressure yep. for you guys to uh, to give us anything. But if you really enjoy this podcast, this is just the first of many to come. But if you enjoy what you're hearing and you want to throw us a dollar a month, we'll take it. 
when we, <laughs> you know, but you know, you can give as much as you like and each there's different levels of things that you get for how much you uh, give us. We have, uh, we have exclusive patrons only podcasts. We have uh, patrons hangouts uh, and you can even give us podcasts that you guys want us to talk about. You know, there's some random thing that you're a fan of and you're like, Hey, I'd love to hear a podcast for this. If you're yeah, a patron, you can actually, yeah, you can actually vote for it. So. Yeah, as an example, for as little as if you are interested when you get to that patron uh, website for as little as five bucks a month, you can actually be a part of the patron group on Facebook, uh, which is a community of folks just like yourself. Uh, as Nick said, with exclusive access to different types of podcasts, live hangouts. So you can hang out with us and other shows as we as we do our thing. So, um, yeah, head on over to janejack.com for all the details. Well, uh, thanks for joining us uh, this week on the show, though. I think uh, we'll be back for sure. Uh, we'd like to keep it as short and sweet as possible. We don't want it to be too long because, you know, when you come to Owen and Beru's barbecue, you know, you need a bite-sized morsel. Sometimes you get a rack of ribs. Yeah. Sometimes it's just smoldering <laughs> in the dirt like your parents. Yeah. <laughs> 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 But uh, yeah, join us again next next time. Subscribe to our podcast, or uh, as as we have plugged the Jan Jack Network, you can uh, subscribe to us there on the whole enchilada feed. So, all there right, is. there it is. Uh, as I as I end the other shows and podcasts that I'm on, great show, guys, one in a million. <laughs> there you go. All right, Owen and Baru's barbecue, barbecue is closed. It's...